I really think that the things that make us ugly or whatever our wounds are, they're also our greatest gifts. They're also the things that make us unique. They're also the things that make us special. So what? You didn't do two workouts in your workout plan. I bet that you were doing something else that was really important to you in your life. Even if it was just vegging out for a couple of days, we have to take this crazy pressure off of ourselves to be so perfect, to do everything perfectly. We have to give ourselves that grace, even while we're pushing to be awesome. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. When creating a healthy, active life, what would you say is your biggest challenge when it comes to being consistent? Is it that feeling of overwhelm that sweeps over you because you're not exactly sure where to start? Or maybe it's the crazy busy schedule that is taking over your day. Or maybe it's the all or nothing belief block that is getting in the way. Now I remember when I was in my 20s, I had a very all or nothing mentality around my workouts. And if I wasn't able to do the workout that I wanted or make the class that I had been wanting to attend that day, I would simply skip the day altogether not realizing that I could do something like run a couple flights of stairs or do squats while watching TV or even park further away from the store when I was running my errands. Today, I am bringing on one of my dear friends and she is such an inspiration to millions of people and has helped many with their health goals through her inspiration and self-love. My dear friend is Brie Argetsinger and she's also known as the Betty Rocker. And she believes that we often block ourselves from consistency by thinking we have to have this all or nothing approach when it comes to reaching our goals, when the real secret to consistency is truly to do something, to have that all or something approach. Now it's this type of mindset that Brie brings to her fitness and nutrition programs and it's powerful. Brie's take on fitness is so refreshing and it embodies one of my favorite things, ease and grace. Now, before I bring on the Betty Rocker, I just want to take a moment and I want to celebrate you. One particular healing rock star that I'm excited to celebrate today is Adrian, And she shared her win on Instagram just a couple days ago. Here is what Adrian had to say. I have listened to all of your hormone episodes over and over, not only because I needed help myself, but also I have so many friends struggling with their hormones too, even if they don't know it. The most impactful episode was the one that was devoted to food as a way to balance your hormones, along with addressing nutrient issues. I haven't always been great about food, and that episode really opened my eyes to which foods I needed to focus on. I also started to add some supplements like magnesium and vitamin D and zinc, and my energy has been so much better. Thank you. Well, Adrian, thank you so much, not only for sharing how much you loved garnering the information from these episodes, but also that you have made some powerful strides to really get your energy back on track. I know that place of burnout and it feels so good to finally feel like you've got your energy again. Now, I would love to gift you a signed copy of my book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. 
Now part three, Adrian, is the part I really want you to focus on. It's got the 14-day hormone meal plan with hormone-loving foods, recipes, I mean, you name it. It is literally exactly what you're looking for. And all you gotta do is just reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram, get me your address, and we will get a signed copy in the mail to you. Now, if you are listening, number one, welcome to this episode. And in case you were wondering what episode that Adrian was referring to, it was episode number 100, why food is key to balancing your hormones, plus how to treat key nutrient deficiencies. Now, this podcast is all about empowerment. And if it has helped you in any way at all, I would love to shout you out too. You can reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or by simply reviewing this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast you plug into. That way, not only can I continue to support you, but also there are so many women, just like Adrian's friends, who are looking for this information and you open the door through your inspiration by sharing this to help them become the CEO of their health. Well, let's dive into this incredible conversation with the Betty Rocker, my dear friend Brie. But first, I want to sing her praises. Brie Argett Singer, also known as the Betty Rocker, is an internationally known health and fitness coach, an innovative entrepreneur, and motivator of self-growth. A Czech certified exercise coach, naturally certified structural integration practitioner, an ISSA certified fitness nutrition practitioner, there's clearly more than charm behind her success. In the past three years, over 2 million people have taken her 30-day Make Fat Cry Challenge, including myself, I have also taken it, and hundreds of thousands more have done her workout and nutrition programs. Hailed as a gateway to personal growth through food and fitness, she empowers her massive worldwide audience with a healthy lifestyle of awesome approach. And she guides people into healing their bodies by providing them with knowledge base from which to thrive. Let's welcome Brie to the show. Welcome to the show, Brie. Honey, how are you doing today? Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be here with you. And I got a great night's sleep. I feel amazing. Yay! Love it. Well, sleep is so important. You know what? What I love about you is you are so good on that self care. You are so good. Oh, <laughs> let me just receive that. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's, that was not always true. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about. I just want to just take a moment and tell you that I think that your journey into fitness and nutrition is so powerful. And I want everyone to know about you the way that I know about you, the way that I love you. So I would love for us to start this conversation out with having you share your personal growth journey through food and fitness. How have you become the Betty Rocker girl? Oh my gosh. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Your love. It's always meant your, our friendship has been so much to me and I miss you so much now that I'm not in the same city as you, but I still feel like super connected and I travel with your blends all the time. I've got my goddess and my energy blend here, right here. So it's so mutual. (laughs) So in order to answer that question, I'm actually going to put on some of my goddess blend because I want to go back to a time when I was in my twenties, very confused about health, but very very convinced that I needed to look good. And my, my sort of idea was that 
if I looked good, then I was healthy, right? Like that was what health was. And that was really the message that I was getting from what back in those days for me, and I'm 42 now at the time of this particular podcast. So that was over 20, 20 years ago when I was in my twenties. And I was really getting that message that from magazines, I feel like today our magazine is Instagram. You know, it's like, that's where we see all of our health role models if they are role models. But I didn't know that at the time that like what I was seeing in these magazines and what I was seeing on TV and in ads and advertisements was really a lot about marketing products. I didn't really get that. I instead just looked at these models and thought that that was the lifestyle that I wanted to emulate, that that was the look that I wanted to have. But even deeper than that, I was really seeking validation as as a woman. And I felt like I would receive the most validation through my appearance because as a child growing up, I was constantly told I needed to be a pretty girl or I was praised if I looked pretty. If I didn't look pretty, I was praised because I was smart. And it was kind of like these performance expectations that I grew up really working against in a lot of ways instead of feeling like I was working with them. So I, I feel like I was really skewed on the health front for a long time. And I went to real extremes in myself to try to find my way to be truly balanced and truly healthy. And well, I had that mindset where more is more. I was like, okay, so if three workouts a week, three workouts a week is good, then six must be awesome. So I'm going to do double workouts on a lot of days. I can see from these magazines that these girls are eating salads. They're eating these fat-free stuff, this low fat stuff, this sugar-free stuff. And so I'm going to eat that stuff. I'm going to eat the snack foods, even though I knew better from growing up with gardening and from organic foods, even though I had that background, even though I went to school to study nutrition and indigenous cultures and anthropology was my major pursuit. I was still, you know, you're up so close to things, but you still think you can cheat the system. You think, well, I see the way these models look. So, and I'm going to do what they're doing because they look like they're happy. They look beautiful. They're getting the validation. And I was, I was sold on a system that doesn't really exist. It's fake. I ran myself ragged, literally burned out my adrenals by the time I was in my early thirties. And I had to find another way to, to go. And it was me sitting in this amazing naturopath's office where I had this like wake up call where she was like, here's what's going on with your body. And if you continue down this path, you're going to get more of the same and you're going to get worse. And do you want to, do you want to keep doing this? And I realized I had to have a radical mindset shift. I had to really be willing to look at food and look at my movement patterns in a new way. And, uh, and that's exactly what I set out to do. I started a lot of deep reflection, self-study. I oddly enough asked the universe for a mentor. I said, I, I feel like I can't do this alone. I feel like I need a positive role model in my life, someone to help guide me. And I sat down at the gym one day and this man who I'd seen a lot sat down next to me and um, we just started talking. And I realized that he was actually a he was more than a trainer. He had been a Mr. America back in the eighties and he was known as the leap coach. And he was someone who was actually a powerful, powerful guide. And, and it was crazy because, you know, he had tattoos. I had tattoos. He's, he's from New York. I'm from New York. And we just struck up a, a conversation and, and that turned into this beautiful friendship and mentorship. And, and he became my first, my first true mentor and um, helped me with the piece that I didn't know that I needed the most, which was the mental piece. And that was my first guide. But 
that shift in my thinking is what truly led to the creation of the Betty Rocker brand. I created it to empower myself and to inspire myself really. And along the way, just in sharing what I was, what I was doing and what I was learning and, and getting additional credentials and additional education, I ended up noticing that other people were really responding. In fact, one surprising thing that happened was Whole Foods reached out to me and they were like, hey, one of our store employees is being featured as employee of the month. She's lost 50 pounds in the past year. And we asked her what had contributed to her success. And she said, Betty Rocker, I read her blog and she helps me. She comes in the store and she just talks to me. And I remember this woman, her name was Barb. And she would ask me, you know, what's, what's in your cart? You, you have all this food in your cart and you're so tiny. And I, it reminded me back to when I was in my 20s, when I thought that I needed to eat less food, I needed to eat diet foods. I didn't need to eat all this whole food, which I was now embracing. And, and here's Barb, you know, 50 pounds over her ideal weight in her 40s, struggling with the same thing that I had struggled with very recently. And I remember thinking about her when I put together like an eat like me section on the blog and I started really delving into the recipes and the easy cooking stuff and the easy workouts I was doing. They weren't easy workouts, they were challenging, but you could do them anywhere. They were accessible. I started teaching cooking classes at Whole Foods. It gave me a lot of opportunity to practice, like adding in the nutrition elements and teaching people about food and started filming more and more of those little workout videos that you could do anywhere. And early got on Instagram really early when it first came out. And I started to see the, the response and it just inspired me to do more. And I, um, I feel like that's really the, the genesis of what now has become an overnight success in seven years. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, right? Isn't that the truth? One of the things, and I love that this was your turning point for you was that mindset right? That that was the shift that happened. And the reason why I want to mention that is that is what I see so much in what you're bringing to so many of us is the, the mindset and that, that growth component. Can you speak a little bit? When did you know that that needed to be a part, not only of the brand, and I doubt it was ever because you're like, I need this in the brand, but when did you know that that was so much a part of your message? I so appreciate you noticing that. I asked our mutual friend, JJ Virgin, you know, we all I'm sure that this never happened to you ever feeling like imposter syndrome or ever feeling like, what is it that makes me so special? I don't know why people listen to me. And I asked JJ this one day when I was having some self-doubt and, and she was like, what makes you so different is that yes, you're talking about nutrition and fitness workouts and, and, and eating healthy, but you are infusing it all with this self-love thing that is so different than what I hear everybody else talking about. And so I didn't really identify it because to, as a separate thing, because to me, the reason that we want to do these things is like what made the shift for me. So when I really got clear on that, I started to understand that is the mindset piece. It's about why you choose to work out, why you choose to eat specific foods. Because when you start to think about your body as your friend and about all of these amazing cells in your body, all of them are dedicated to the purpose of you every single day. You start to just recognize your own responsibility and loving and caring for this amazing body that you have and your opportunity every single day to do things to nurture it, to nourish it, to support it, to listen to it. 
everything that you put into your mouth, every movement that you make, every thought that you have, these are all communications in a sense to your body. I mean, your body, it has this complex ecosystem inside of it and your, your brain and your heart and your gut, they're all talking to each other all the time. And there are all these layers of beautiful spirals that are happening at all times with how our body is responding to our choices of what we put in it what we move, how we move with it and, and how we think. And I feel that it wasn't really a specific moment for me. It kind of probably all happened at the same time because I was telling you about my mentor. His name's Tom Terwilliger, by the way, such an amazing man. He had me do this activity very early on when I started to recognize that I needed to have this shift. And he had me wear a rubber band around my wrist and I had to snap it every time I had a negative thought about myself. And you know, it was such a great activity and I would replace the negative thought with something positive if I was capable of that, which was a, a skill set that I had to work, work on. Because you know, our brain's wired for, for survival. It's, it's a fear-based thinking mechanism and you have the power to shift those types of thoughts, to train yourself to actually think in a more beneficial, empowering way, but it takes practice. And that was what I was doing. So I feel like I was doing that self-love and figuring out why the heck I wanted to take care of myself right from the beginning of the journey. And it was a part of my message from the beginning as well, because it was just embedded in the fabric of what I was figuring out. Girl, I watch so much of your Instagram. And <laughs> you're so awesome. Just in case you're hearing Brie, for the first time, Brie, honey, tell me, tell me, share with the world your Instagram handle, honey. At the Betty Rocker. <laughs> At the Betty Rocker. You know, the one thing I love so much that I think you dialed in so beautifully was the ease and grace. You can do these exercises anywhere, on vacation, in a hotel room, at the house, you know, whether you've got four kids in the house or, or you've got furry babies in the house and you make the food so beautiful and so easy. But like I said, that infusion of the mindset and of the growth and of the self-care is such a big part of it that it just all goes together so beautifully. I just wanted to just take a moment and honor you there. I totally understand why millions and millions of people have been transformed by you because it's that first little step that you make so easy for us. Oh, thank you for that. And I, I want to come back to two words you used when you st first brought this up, which were ease and grace. I thank you for those words. They're such beautiful, empowering words. Our good friend, Dr. Joy Martina, she teaches a lot about joy, grace, and ease. And those are three words that have a lot of meaning to me. When I think about grace, it's a lot to do with the grace we need to give ourselves because I feel like so often, especially as women, I think back to that 20 something year old girl that I was who just hated herself, hated her body. I was never happy with how I looked. And I get like emotional just thinking about her and about loving her because I didn't give myself much grace. I didn't even know how, and I didn't even know that it was possible to do that. But a big concept that I started to really bring into my own practice was this concept of flossom, which is so fun. It's, we're awesome. You are awesome. If you're listening, you are awesome. And I'm awesome. And I know it now. And I also know that I'm not perfect and I don't have to be perfect. Perfect was sort of the thing that I kept striving for, you know, if we're going to look at it as a concept. Now, I think these days that we're all perfect in the way that we are, exactly as we are. But this word perfect had a lot of power for me in the past. And I love the word flaws, because when you think about flaws, 
they're the the blemishes that whatever that make us unique and original and I like this concept of flawed plus awesome means flossom because it gave me grace in order to just be who I am in the moment with all of my unique whatever. If I am teaching a workout class and if you ever come to even any of my blog workouts or my home workouts in my group, you'll hear me like make mistakes, step out of step count wrong, say left when I meant to say right sometimes. And, and I own it. I don't feel the need to like put a pressure on myself to be so perfect all the time to say exactly the right time, like thing every time. I know that when I'm present to what I'm doing, people feel my heart. They don't have to hear the perfect words to really get what I'm, what I'm saying. But Flossom goes deeper than that when it comes to giving ourselves grace. Do you know Renee Aria? Mm-hmm. She did a talk. I remember this really impactful talk that she did one, one time called Flip Your Flaws. And Renee, she was a model, a former model who developed a, a tumor in her brain that affected her facial nerve and half of her face became paralyzed. And so her modeling career was over in essence. And she found this beautiful way to, I mean, she worked constantly to redevelop her facial nerve. She's done some amazing work, but what she really did that was so profound was finding this way to flip her flaws, to be such a positive, empowering part of who she is as a person. And I always think of that example when I think about the word flawed and the word flossom, because I really think that the things that make us ugly or whatever our wounds are, they're also our greatest gifts. They're also the things that make us unique. They're also the things that make us special. So what? You didn't do two workouts in your workout plan. I bet that you were doing something else that was really important to you in your life. Even if it was just vegging out for a couple of days, we have to take this crazy pressure off of ourselves to be so perfect, to do everything perfectly. We have to give ourselves that grace, even while we're pushing to be awesome. I love it. You, girl, you know that was a question of mine. I was going to ask because I love the embodiment of Flossom. I just love it. And I know so many times people are struggling with worthiness and imperfections, and you address it in such a beautiful way. You embrace it in such a beautiful way that we, we are all good with it then. And I wanted to make sure we touched upon that. And you did it. So I'm so happy. <laughs> well, we can also talk a little bit more about ease because I think that Ease is something that you you mentioned that I make it easy for people to get into things. And taking that first step is like the hardest thing for all of us. Me too. It's not just not just you. It's not just me. I mean, all of us, sometimes we struggle because the thing is we're thinking so far ahead. We're thinking about the outcome of all of our goals and dreams. But the thing is we're never actually done, right? You, you start a goal. You start on working on a goal. You, you, even if you do take the first step, you get to where you meant to go. You already have another goal that you probably set on like day four for your next thing. And it's like, we have to allow ourselves to work in a dynamic flow. I got this really important kind of message from the universe. (laughs) And by that, I mean different people who said the same thing and different things I was thinking about at the same time that was about this spiral. I often have judged myself in the past for not having a more linear progression towards big goals that I've set in my life. And I find that it's been frustrating for other people who are like, well, 
why didn't you go from point A to point B? I needed you to follow this path. You know, even I think back to like, why didn't I go through exactly four years of college in a row and then do this and then do that? My life has not had a linear progression to get to where I am. My goals don't often have a linear progression. I actually think I work better in a spiral where I'm coming up close to the goal and then I'm looking at the far away point of the goal. I'm looking at all of the different things that I like want to touch towards working on maybe multiple goals at the same time. And that mindset of the spiral of my life and all of the beautiful pieces that make it up has really given me a lot of freedom, has really allowed me space to feel flossom, to feel awesome, and to have a lot of energy to move through the different things that I'm called to do. So I think there's a lot about trusting yourself and trusting the process and the ease with which you are, you know, if, if you're really in resistance to something, there is not ease. It's like the opposite of ease, right? But I feel like resistance is a, is a great teacher. It's a great, great teacher for all of us. There's often something that we, we should take a deeper look at in ourselves. Like, where is this resistance actually coming from? What is it actually about? And I think that's hard to do sometimes because we don't always want to have that bigger conversation with ourselves. So a great way to start out if you are feeling resistance is to just tune into your own body. What do you feel in your body? Are you feeling tension? Are you feeling anxiety? Is your brow furrowed? Is your stomach tight? Are your shoulders tense? And let your body tell you what the truth is of the moment of what's happening for you and think about taking one small step forward towards something that matters to you. We have this kind of like all or nothing approach a lot of the time to like our goals, to our life, to our relationships. And we feel like a failure if we don't do everything all at once. But I, I really want to challenge you to think more of an all or something approach and give yourself that grace and ease into things with the all or something approach because you'll get more done and be more consistent when you do something every day instead of feeling like you have to do all the things every day. All That's things. a very, yeah, all the things. <laughs> Which come on, all those things, you know, we as in particularly women, because I, um, Brihani, is it mostly women that you get to serve or is it both men and women? Thank you for asking that very what I think is a profound question. I deliver my message. My goal is to reach women, but my ultimate goal is to reach the people in my women's lives because I feel like what my mission is, is to inspire and empower my women to become more positive role models for the people around them through their choices. Because you have such a powerful opportunity with your actions to show people around you what you value and what matters to you. And people don't learn, your, our kids don't learn how to do life from what we tell them. Of course, they, they learn from some of the things we tell them, but they really learn more from the things we show them with our actions, from the way that we live our lives. Whether you are a, an actual parent or you have kids who look up to you or you have even your parents who look to you for what you're doing in this modern world. If you have people around you, your, your spouse, everyone's looking to each other and we're influenced by what everyone around us is doing. That's why it's important to choose the people you get to choose around you as much as possible with care. But I, I really feel like while I may directly serve my women, I hope that I'm really impacting their families and the wonderful men, the children, everyone around them at the same time. 
Well, I agree with that. I think women are such a powerful catalyst for change. And we have such a, we have a great influence in our communities because we're such great nurturers. And one of the things that I've always loved about you is that it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? It can be that little something. And in the opportunity of you serving millions of people, mostly women who probably have this kind of all or nothing mentality, as you're getting women started, as you're helping them navigate and creating these beautiful habits, loving themselves, in your experience, what has been the key to that success for so many of your people? Like what has been kind of that tipping point for so many of the women that you serve? Oh, that's a great question. I think a lot of it comes back to that all or something approach and also having incremental steps to take daily that add up to changing our habits. At this point, two and a half million people have taken my 30-day challenge that's free. Holy moly. I didn't know that until last week. And I was like, oh my gosh, girl, you got that secret sauce. That's why I was curious. Like, what I'm is- so glad I made that and made that for free. That is like a gift to the universe. Everyone's like, what's the catch? It's free. You're, what's the catch? I'm like, oh, would you like to know what the catch is, Marisa? Would you like I would to know? Love- yeah. So the catch is that the workout videos that I, I send you a 15 minute workout video every day. And the catch is that the video is going to expire every 24 hours. So you have to stay on track and do it. And I feel like it's so easy to put off what we mean to do today for tomorrow if we don't have a real reason why not. And so I use deadlines and I love being your tough coach because, you know, we as we have to take personal responsibility. We have to do the work of the things that matter to us. And sometimes I, I find myself a little appalled by messages I get from people who are like, I want to eat healthy, but I just don't feel like cooking. And I'm like, I just want to invite you to think about what you're seeing here. Like you, you, you have to nourish yourself. You have to take responsibility for thinking, you know, maybe you don't know what to eat, but there's plenty of information out there now that you can use. And you can start with just some simple recipes, like make a smoothie, put some good nourishment into that smoothie, maybe add some healthy supplements to that and and just start somewhere, right? Stop, start eliminating some of the sugar and some of that stuff. I'm digressing. The thing is, we have to put in the actual time in order to see the results. And this challenge gave people the opportunity to do that in a really fun way daily. It's 15 minutes a day and it changes every day. Some days you are doing sun salutations and thinking about things you are grateful for because I can't have you being going crazy hard every day. It's something different. But I really feel that that is the correct approach. And it, it's not just about the fact that you're doing, it's only 30 days. I mean, that's not going to do everything for you forever, but it changes your habit and it helps you build in a healthy exercise habit. So whether you go on from that 30 day challenge to do one of my other programs or another program from someone else, you now have a, a habitual daily ritual of fitness that you've built in. And along the way, I'm talking to you about your power stance and about empowering yourself and about eating healthy and about thinking just the way that I want to talk to you is a way that invites you to think about yourself in in a powerful way. And I think that that really does a lot of good and it can really last a long time. That kind of thinking changed me. So I try to put all that in there And, and I do that with everything. I feel like you got to build habits. You got to have deadlines for yourself. You got to take personal responsibility. 
Absolutely agree. Well, and it's amazing to me what I love about the 30 day challenge too. And in just 15 minutes, I mean, in the whole scheme of things, you know, we, I hope to believe that we all have 15 minutes, but I know that in those 30 days, not only are you, you recognizing what your capacity is, but I, I feel like you've set it up for us to build in that belief and in that confidence. You know, once we, we, we kind of get into the habit of doing something like that, we start to believe what is entirely possible, you know, because I know when you're serving people, they probably have some health stuff going on. They probably have belief, limiting beliefs that are happening there. And all of that begins to shift in just a very small amount of time. Yes, it's powerful to see that. And as I've sort of like looked outside of myself, like when, you know, when you start thinking about your thinking, I would say that perhaps one of the most important things to do, whatever kind of coach you are, even as a person who is responsible for taking care of other people, is to meet people where they're at. It's to not assume that you know everything that's right for everyone right away, right? We take the knowledge that we have and filter it through our own personal filter, our own thinking system. And we want to deliver it in a way that is accessible and really meets someone where they are at in this moment and, and creates space for them to expand within it. I think that's something that's kind of an intangible that's hard to really explain really perfectly, which is, I'm just going to own that it's a flossom explanation. But I, I really just, I've felt that I've really just stayed really in touch with that, those different versions of myself who I have been over the years and just have so much empathy and compassion for the challenges that people face when they try to start something new or have a big goal and the fears that kind of come up around that. I'll say, I'll share that a lot of the things I write on my Instagram, they're things I'm writing to myself or to a younger version of myself or even to a future version of myself. I feel like I may be like your coach, but I'm still a person who is on this growth path myself. And that's what I feel and see in you. And that's what I feel and see in so many of our friends is that people are really caring about and respecting the journey of where people are starting from and really speaking to that place. I absolutely agree. And I think it comes out so much in the words that you're using that people can feel like you connect to who they are. Now, as you're holding space for so many people and you're helping them move through it, and I know, girl, I know how busy you are as well. I want to just go into your world for a moment. And can we just take a moment and look at, you know, in a typical week, how are you focusing on that self-love and most importantly, the self-care? You know, how are you weaving it into your world? Just so we can get a picture of what you do on the day-to-day. Well, thank you for asking. I definitely... I've added rituals to my life that have become so important to me in large part because I had to get really like I, I shared with you about how I created Betty Rocker, but you know, our journey's never it doesn't have an end, right? There was a point just a few years back when I my emotions were really in flux. I was actually feeling suicidal, which is sounds shocking to anyone who really knows me. I went and got help for that. I went to the Amen Clinic and got a lot of brain scans done. And I really had a real wake-up call that I've had anxiety and depression and, and horrible PTSD for most of my life. And a lot of that stems from early childhood trauma and sexual abuse and physical abuse. And those are all really important things to address, those underlying stressors that we many of us deal with. And every one of us has had 
trauma in different ways, different experiences of trauma. And I think that, you know, just having a more open conversation and owning that allows us to, if we have the awareness of it, then we know that it's okay to step into a space where we can ask for healing and for things that we can invite into our lives that create rituals and allow us to have less stress and more ease and grace and joy. So some of the rituals that I have added into my life for self-care, this is such a funny one. I take a bath at night. (laughs) This is like so simple, but it helps me sleep so much better because my body temperature cools down after the bath. And of course that it's really important for the sleep wake cycle to have your body temperature shift at a certain period in the evening. I do dry brushing every morning. I, I love just like honoring my body that way. And it's great for your lymph drainage. I love dry brushing. I've started a practice of, I don't know if I'm saying this right, guesha, are you familiar? It's a it's facial technique where you're scraping your skin. Um, you can scrape your entire body. Guasha, someone's going to correct me. I know that some of your listeners probably know what this is, but I have this beautiful like jade guasha tool and I, I use that and it's so relaxing for my face and it's cold and I love that. And I also meditate every morning, thanks to meeting Emily Fletcher a few years ago and her teaching me how to meditate. But some of the most important things I do are things that I rarely get to, to tell anyone. And one of them is this practice I learned when I went through 40 years of Zen, which is a neural feedback five-day retreat that I've done two times to really help my brain heal. And it was incredibly effective. The activity is if you, it's, it's a forgiveness activity, but you, you call up something that really stressed you out. And I do this every night before I fall asleep and I find I'm out like this when I do it. So I call up a stressful situation and just about every day there's something. And if there isn't something from today, I think back to something that maybe I haven't fully addressed already that's maybe still bothering me. And I think about that stressful event. I bring those emotions to my mind and I interrupt that with, looking for the gold in the situation. Like what about this could potentially serve me in my life? What about this is potentially beneficial to me in some way or was beneficial? What did I learn? And if I'm struggling with that, or even if I find the answer I'm looking for, I move on to my next step, which is taking personal responsibility for whatever that stressful event or stressful situation was. I touched on personal responsibility in this conversation already. I think it's such a huge piece of healing and of being really the creator of your own life and not feeling like a victim, it's really important to take that personal responsibility. So I do that next. And then the the final thing that I do, and sometimes this is the only thing that works, depending on how hard this emotion is that I'm struggling with, with another person, is I walk in their shoes. I try to see the situation I'm dealing with from their perspective. And I find that to be so incredibly freeing. And it's usually what helps me get to that final piece, which is forgiveness. And for me, forgiveness doesn't have to be about going and telling the person that I forgive you. I don't have to go and change the relationship where it stands. What it does is something internally for me that allows me to move forward with more grace and joy and ease and peace in my heart. And that changes the way that my body actually responds. I mean, our emotional state, our thoughts affect the way that we digest our food. I mean, this is such an important practice. I can't even tell you. And and by the way, I'm sleeping next to an aromatherapy device that's blasting out some beautiful lavender essential oil. And I use essential oils every morning as a part of my ritual meditation practice. I mean, smells are so powerful. So, you know, as I've talked through some of my self-care techniques, you know, it's just these are all, all the rituals that I'm 
employing for myself, they, they touch on all of the senses in, in different ways. I sleep with an ocean sound machine just so I can hear a na nature sound because that's so elemental and helpful for me. And I lived by the ocean for a long time. So it's soothing. And that ocean was right outside the window. And I missed, I missed it. I could feel it shaking the beach, like shaking my bed at night when it would hit the, hit the rocks. So I take those precious memories with me and have created like a, as much of a beautiful environment for myself where I am next, because, you know, no matter where we are, we're you're shaped by the things that have come before us. And some of those things are negative and some of those things are positive, but using this sort of method that I just described, you can take the best things from all of what you have been given, all of what you've experienced, and you are the creator of your own life. You know, that depends on how you see the things that have happened for you. And these things have become as important as cooking for myself every week and doing my workouts. I mean, those are a given, I hope, <laughs> to your listeners. Because By the way, everybody, Brie is cooking the most amazing food. If you ever want to see it, it's on Instagram in her story. <laughs> and she is working out. That self-care is going down too. It is. It's all going down. And it take, no, it's taken me time to build these practices in. You know, I didn't have a lot of these self-care rituals. I had the, I worked first on balancing my exercise routine and, and being really on top of my nutrition piece. I felt like I was, I was like that person a few years ago. If you asked me if I was stressed, I'd be like, no, I have no stress. But if you had actually measured my stress, it would have been like off the charts because you get so used to where, where you're at. We get so in this state, we don't realize it, we don't recognize it. And it really took me getting to a really bad place to have to address that. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I did. You know, Dr. Eamon told me that children of parents who committed suicide are 500 times more likely to commit suicide. And my, my dad committed suicide in 2014. Well, I was in the middle of building the 30 day challenge. Actually, I was 15 days into recording it and it was devastating. And I remember I had to launch it on January 1st and I somehow came back and like 10 days into January, I was like three days behind the challenge. And I started making those videos again. And I started making the emails again. And I started building the pages again. And it literally all got done like at the same time as it was actually happening live by the end of it. Uh, but I, I feel like a lot of that ability, that resilience that I had to handle challenging things that have come my way in life have all come from this foundation of taking care of myself and the reasons why I wanted to take care of myself because I shifted my why. I shifted why I was doing it. It wasn't so that I could look good and get validation from looking good all the time, that that was my reason to, to like work out and eat diet foods. You know, I wanted to take care of myself. So because I loved myself, you know, and there are different degrees of love for myself that I have been able to progress through as I've learned more about how to love myself. But I, I just, I also want to say side note, I still am very, take a lot of pride in my appearance. I showed up for you today, took care of my you hair. Gorgeous. Thank you. I feel beautiful. I own that now. It's a different feeling. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking pride in your appearance. I think it's something to, to do, like take pride in yourself. And it's a reason to nourish yourself for sure. But how we look and feel is a byproduct of the way that we nourish ourselves, the way we think, the way we move, that needed to shift away from me from just being the ultimate outcome was just my appearance. And I think that we live in a culture that really perpetuates sort of a shallow view of 
how to live. And, you know, it can be very materialistic and it can be very surface, but there's, I think in all of us, the capability and the potential to go so much deeper and to question so much more. And we're all so deep and capable, you know, no one of us is shallow. There's just a lot of opportunities out there for us to miss what's really going on below the surface. That was so beautiful, Brie, not only sharing your self-care, but also kind of that underlying and showing us that personal responsibility and how it plays into the self-care that you do every day. Oh my God, it was these aha moments that I was having that I know women are having right now, right now. I just want to say thank you for sharing that. It was so profound and so powerful. Now, Brie, honey, I wanted to just connect in because I know I've been through the challenge. It's phenomenal. But I can imagine women are feeling so inspired right now and they want to inspire to take action. How can we get started? How do we jump in and get more of you? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you took my challenge. Like you're so awesome. Oh my gosh. So it's so easy. Go to (laughs) makefatcrychallenge.com. I love the name. Super easy. And we will have We'll have it all over the place. We'll have it on the blog. We will have it in the show notes. It's going to go out in an email. You guys will, we will, will, will get you hooked up with this. Anything else you want to talk about the program? Like what are we going to get when we get started? Like a little bit about that. Well, make sure you are getting your emails because every day you're going to get your link to your workout. And I will offer you the 30-day challenge meal plan for purchase. It is totally optional, but as you know, exercise and nutrition go hand in hand. So that's totally up to you if you want to avail yourself of additional resources because you know you're making this time for yourself. You're making time to do a 30-day fitness challenge. Why not get everything out of it that you can and come out with some rock solid habits. There's my blog with free resources, additional workouts. If you kind of just want to dip your toe in the water and see who is this Betty Rocker chick, what does she look like? If you're listening to this as a podcast and you've never heard of me before, go check me out. It's just the bettyrocker.com. And like Dr. Marisa said earlier, you can go to my Instagram. It's just at the Betty Rocker. And I Look forward to also having you guys hear my conversation with Dr. Maritza on my podcast. So there's lots of ways to connect with me. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Well, honey, we will make sure to have it all in. I just want to say one, thank you so much. You know how much I love you. And this interview was blowing my mind. It just, you have this, your level of authenticity and love and what you pour out into the world is so profound. I just want to say thank you so much. Oh, I receive, I receive that. It's really meaningful coming from you with with all that you do for your tribe and for everyone. You're an amazing leader. And I am just so honored to have had an opportunity to have this conversation with you where basically you just asked me great questions and let me talk, which I mean, that in itself is a skill. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. The pleasure was all mine. I'll see you soon, Hen. When thinking about fitness and nutrition, we often separate that from personal growth and mindset. But as we learned in this interview today, they are clearly connected. I'm so grateful that Bree shared her story about how she perceived health in her 20s because it's exactly how I perceived health too. I was very inspired by the shape and self fitness models and I ate a very low fat diet A lot of foods that were fake and I worked out like crazy to obtain a body that although I reached sometimes, ultimately I felt like crap. I was unhappy with the way that I looked. I was burned out, exhausted, and honestly, I knew that I was unhealthy. Shifting my mindset to loving my body and wanting to be strong and nourished 
took a little while to create, but my goodness, it feels so good to be in a place where nourishing myself and self-care is number one, and I'm not trying to attain some unrealistic, crazy model look that's being sold to me out of a magazine. Bree's message of self-love that she infuses in her Instagram posts, her programs, and her blogs are what we've all been craving. If you've been looking for a transformation in your movement, I want you to go sign up for Bree's 30-day home workout challenge, the Make Fat Cry Challenge. Let me tell you, I have absolutely done it, completed it, and loved it, and I know that you're going to love it as well. Now, I'm going to have the link in the show notes, but if you want to go straight to it, it's makefatcrychallenge.com. And every day you're going to get an email with a new workout and inspiration. And let me tell you, it's that level of consistency that makes it all work. Now, the links will be in my show notes for episode 124 or on the website at drmarisa.com slash podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. Upcoming in the next episode, we are talking about energy and how to create more of it in your body with my dear friend, Ari Witten. Ari is the creator of the Energy Blueprint, and his approach to restoring energy is practical, and it's one of the most powerful approaches that I've seen out there. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. It's pretty fun, the two of us together, and I know you're going to love it as much as I do. Until then, have an amazing week.